Okay, okay. All right. That's the start. Close the door. Get back to my chair. Put my feet up. And hello. It is Friday, May the 6th. This is the Mother's Day weekend, and uh, I thankfully was reminded by uh, Barnacle Bill, also known as Bruce, um, that this is the traditional Mother's Day camping weekend that so many of us enjoyed for so many years. It went on for, ah, maybe, maybe, did they ever get 25 years? Okay, let's, when did it start? So probably 1974, the first one. And towards the end, oh yeah, probably 30 years. Towards the end, it was down just to Bruce and Kent. Uh, Kent sadly died a couple of years ago. He was the journalist for the province, sports writer, and then uh, local columns. Uh, he, um, I met him in um, Hamilton when the Grey Cup was played there. He came down to cover the game, and I had the rock. And so the rock actually touched the Grey Cup. For uh, you folks who are interested in Canadiana, <laughs> there you go. But uh, anyway, um, so there's no more camping, uh, you know, Mother's Day camping weekend drunks. We used to call them Mother's Day camping weekend drunks because they were major parties. I mean, a lot of howling, a lot of booze, huge fire. And this was way in the interior of B.C. I would say more than half of them were, you know, it rained, there was crazy weather, but still... We went out and fought on. There was, uh, you know, competitions to rig up tarps and a lot of fun. A lot of people gathered. Bruce kept the stats. He still has them exactly who who went and how long they stayed and uh, so on. So somewhere that information is available. I should put that up on our, uh, I don't know, maybe it should go in as, a, as an insert in the next Dixon Jane zine. <laughs> it's a, a, a bit of history, you know. So how many people went to these Mother's Day drunks? How many people in total, you know? And gosh, uh, Bruce had the record. And uh, now to think of it, uh, Richard's gone, John's gone, Peter's gone, Kent is gone, and Glenn is gone. Five people who were early on uh, attendees at the Mother's Day camping weekend of our circle have uh, have died have passed on. So, uh, yeah, the crowd is thinning. So it is up to me this weekend to to, to honor the Mother's Day camping weekend that uh, brought... It brought the Lusheners together with this other West Coast tribe, and uh, we, we became a, a very tight, fun-loving group. So, anyway, chokes. Uh, here are chokes, folks. Cheers. I was trying to do both at once, a chokes and a fears... Folks and cheers. There we go. Cheers, folks. How's that? <laughs> and I haven't had a toke yet. I'm working on a Caesar. When I bought, when I went out to the um, liquor store to get a bottle of wine, I found a um, a new Spanish wine. There was a Spanish wine that had been reduced in price, I think, by a dollar or two. And I thought, oh, I'll try that one. So maybe later on, depends what I'll eat for supper, if I eat supper. Um, but I also, while in this beer store, not the not the one I normally go to, uh, and I'm glad I made the change, because I saw, oh, gee, they got cider. Yeah, should bring some cider, too. And then I saw the section with the pre-mixed drinks, which I stay away from. But they had Caesars. And I thought, oh, you know... Sometimes when you're camping, a Caesar, you know, it's something you can drink for breakfast. So um, I am now drinking a Mott's Clamato Caesar Extra Spicy. 5.5% alcohol vodka beverage. 
Um, lovely pitcher, and I'm drinking it from my red cup. I just posted a tweet on that. My lovely red cup that I bought on Rue Saint-Jean in Quebec City. Uh, it is a favorite. In fact, it seems that whatever I'm drinking... Here goes a real trick. Uh, whatever I'm drinking when I'm camping, I always use this red cup. Great for wine, great for coffee, great for whatever you have. So this is a road trek gathering. There are, I would say, probably at least 20 road treks signed up for this. Um, I'm, I sort of intentionally chose a spot a little further. Now I'm sorry I did. Sort of sorry. Uh, although if I was amongst them, I might not be comfortable enough just to sit in a chair and um, talk to myself as I'm doing now. I'm, I'm on a, a an outside edge, and it's a bit of a walk to get to uh, where they're gathering. But there will be a gathering tonight with a fire and people meeting up. So I'll uh, I'll probably try and join them later. Um, this is also the weekend I was going to try out the dope that I bought. I bought pre-rolled, and this is for the um, the um, thing I signed up for, for uh, testing your ability to drive under the influence of marijuana. And um, I just got a call from them, and their doctor, who's heading up the program, wanted to know the cause of my stroke. And I answered back, it wasn't really a stroke, it was a TA, which is, I, I can't even remember what it stands for, but a, a little like a short circuit kind of thing. Um, and I said it was not, he wanted to know if it was that was the cause of my neuropathy. And I answered back, no, no. The neuropathy stems from my um, borderline diabetes. And um, I should have had it because of my uh, my spinal stenosis as well. But anyway, I, I guess what I'm worried about is that a doctor there is saying, hey, we don't want to have anybody in this program who's uh, going to have a heart attack in the middle of uh, testing so I, you know, I, I could be cut out. I don't know. I'm waiting for a call back, and I might not get it till Monday. But anyway, meanwhile, I told her. I said, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and buy the dope. It costs twenty dollars. I think I told you this. Uh, they'll reimburse me twenty dollars." Um, and I haven't tried it yet, so I'm going to. Fortunately for you folks, I've started this recording before I light up. I guess I could do that any time now. Um, you know, I just want to test its strength. It's 20% THC. It's supposed to be a nice, kind of mild, girl guide cookie. Kush, I think, is the brand. Uh, so, um, stay tuned. You're going to be hearing a little more from me about that. And, uh, yeah, I forgot maybe to tell you, but... If you listen on a regular basis, you'll know I'm at Pinery Provincial Park. This is on Lake Huron. Um, it's a nice park. It's a nice park. And uh, I, what I will do, because it's so easy to drive into these sites, there's not much setup. You just have to plug in. I will probably unplug tomorrow and drive to uh, the um, sand dunes all along this stretch of uh, Lake Huron part of the part of the park uh, because it's too far for me to walk and I don't have an electric bike yet so uh, that's what I'll do and it's easy enough you can just drive back plug in and you're all set to go you know so it's it's easy enough to uh, with a road trek not like a trailer well if I had a trailer then I'd be driving just the pickup truck that pulls it but anyway so probably tomorrow I'll spend some time on the beach. I uh, now I remember. Yes, I was here before. It was in twenty nine May twenty nineteen was the last time I was here, and it was beautiful just to be up on these sandy dunes on Lake Huron. So uh, I think we'll leave it there, folks. You'll be hearing from me anon. Bye for now. Chick chick chick. Good morning, boys and girls. Dixon Jeans listeners. Oh, 
What a fine morning it is. My God, the sun is quite high. It's uh, it's after 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, May 7th. And, of course, I am uh, sitting here very comfortably with my feet up on my footstool in Pinery Provincial Park. Away from the other road tracks. Uh, and yesterday I thought, oh, that was a bit of a mistake. It's a long walk. And last night... I was very grateful to be uh, on my own, off to the side, um, as I had my own fire going. But uh, let me backtrack just a little. I wandered over uh, around uh, six after supper. I made a pasta at home in the morning heated that up in the microwave for my supper and then wandered over with my two walking poles and um, there was a central location, one fire and this circle of road track owners just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger till there was uh, well over 20 people, maybe two dozen sitting in near their uh, camp chairs very far from a, a, a very small fire, but it was a focal point of gathering. But once the circle got that big, you could only converse with the people immediately around you, and uh, sometimes that works, and sometimes uh, there's not there not many places to go in the conversation. I hate to say it to my discredit, I somehow managed to introduce myself and make myself sound pretty interesting by dropping Nigeria and Japan into the conversation in a very short time. Where are you from? You know, and I'll start with a Scarborough, and I, I, I always defend it. But uh, I may end up pointing out how I got there. Anyway, um, it it works. The the people, if somebody's not interested, that's the end of the conversation, and you know, okay, no place to go. But somebody else might have some questions or offer a little more about their background. Um, and so I did meet a lady who um, whose mother was a journalist. Now I'm guessing this lady was in her fifties. So if her mother was a journalist, that was some time ago in a small town, and saved all her archives, everything. So we got into talking about letters and letter writing and recording and this person is trying to make their own blog and I did not mention I had a podcast this wasn't the time or place <sighs> anyway a pleasant enough conversation I had the foresight to carry a beer over there with me uh, and then decided I'll just come back now before I left Again, this is foresight, comes with camping experience. I laid out a very nice fire. I had the paper, the wood, uh, half an egg carton, everything in place that it was going to start very quickly, very easily. And I came back, set up my chair, and I thought, no, it was just after nine. By then it was dark. Do I want a fire? And the answer, of course, was yes, I do. And I was at that fire till, um, gosh, after midnight, maybe maybe one, a beautiful, beautiful fire, uh, just lovely. The moon, sort of a, a partial moon, uh, high up in the trees, and uh, the stars, Big Dipper, directly overhead, and it was just a nice time to be alone, to have a fire, to be camping, to be self-sufficient. Um, but I also decided, oh, this would be a good time to call Bruce. I never call Bruce, so Bruce and I exchange emails all the time. And uh, I've, you know, when I made that reconnection with Brian, it, it reminded me of the importance of nurturing your friendships and getting in there. And uh, Bruce is also at a point of, you know, we're all... Uh, facing new stages in our life, facing changes that aren't necessarily of our choice, um, things starting to happen to us. We know the, like I say, we know the sand is running out, but it's not a matter of dying. None of us are particularly afraid of, well, I don't know that, but it's not the death, it's the, the stages leading up to 
Uh, and I guess the biggest concern is just not wanting to be in a position where you're dependent on people, you know, my God, to... Uh, you'd have to find a way out. All right, so, you still with me? We, um, I decided, of course, part of the uh, preparation for this trip, again, the foresight, was buying the marijuana that I may use if I'm accepted into this study. Uh, at Cam H, and uh, so opened up the package. My God, they're they're childproof packages. I find them very, very hard to open. But anyway, got to open. There's three um, joints in there, but they're not like I wear. I I roll very thin, narrow. I used to call them Bob Dylan's uh, joints that are not tapered. They're just like a, a very small cigarette. These ones are. It, it, it tapered so the the end it's what I would call a blunt I don't know but they're not it's not a blunt there's no tobacco or anything but anyway um, wedge shape and thought yeah well now with here me alone with my fire didn't do it before I went over to join the group because I didn't know what what, I, what effect it was going to have on me uh, and that's clearly the majority of people there are not smokers Or dopers. Anyway, um, had about five puffs, and sure enough, got a very, very, very nice glow. And that's when I decided I'll call Bruce and chat with him. Um, it was. It was I picked the right one. It was such a good high. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, and, I, and when I went to the shop, you know, and talked to the women there, you know, I don't want anything too speedy. I want to get, I want to feel it. I want to get high. And so anyway, the one I chose, the uh, Girl Guide Cookie Kush or whatever, uh, turned out to be wow. And and I only had half of the uh, the joint. I had a few puffs, and then as I got into the fire, I decided to have a few more. And, uh, by God, what a nice high. The thing is, it, it, I was doing a lot of reflecting, as I do reflecting, looking over my life, looking back, and I, scenes come back to me in Nigeria, in Japan, in, of Naoko, of our, the dress she wore when we were on one of our first dates, you know, like I have pictures of those things. I'm picturing this young, beautiful, 24-year-old girl who ran off with me. God, I, I hate to say that. I, and, <sighs> it's painful for her. to go against her. Oh, I can't say this. Cut. <sighs> this beautiful 24-year-old woman who I was just so crazily oh, in love with. Anyway, as I sit there, I'm just reflecting how absolutely wonderful my life has been. How how I wouldn't want to be anybody except me, which is a good thing. And I and I hope the rest of you feel. I assume probably everybody feels that way. Well, no, that's not true at all. There's a lot of unhappy people out there. Sorry, I'm just speaking babberish. Babberish. The thing is, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm... I just feel so fortunate. And it, it's as if it's leading me up to something. It's preparing me for something of things getting a lot worse. But I don't think it's just that. It, it, it often comes back to, well, 
what do I owe? I have I who have received so much, who have been so blessed, who've had such a wonderful, wonderful life, who've had adventures and, and wildness, and I feel I've lived, man. I when I think about open-air brothels in Nigeria, up on the dance floor, holding a bottle of beer and with this woman you're going to sleep with, and and just oh. <sighs> It's so hard to say this because it, it, it sounds like bragging and I, I don't want to, but it, it's a recognition that I plunged myself into life. I lived. And therefore, oh, scrap, ending this podcast, check, check. And good morning. It is 8.43, let's call it quarter to nine, on uh, Sunday, May the 8th. Uh, my sister's birthday, I'll have to call. And uh, Mother's Day. And I'm sitting here at uh, my spot in Pinery Provincial Park, sipping on the uh, a cup of tea in my favorite red cup, and with um, some music on inside, a CD that uh, Way gave me when, uh, after it was played at Tony's funeral, and it's particularly beautiful classical music, um, little... I guess Asian in sound, simple instruments. It's quite beautiful, and it's a nice piece too. I put this on on the stereo in the back of the van, and it's nice when you're stepping in and out to hear this peaceful, relaxing music. It is a peaceful, relaxing morning. Uh, I woke, oh, I don't know, about an hour ago, I guess. Lay there very comfortably in my warm sleeping bag, and then leaned over and switched on the furnace, and that heated the whole place up nicely. And uh, here we are, me with my uh, pills gone, and uh, the juice Wash them down, my apple juice, and I'm now on my first coffee. And I'm talking to you, and that's a bit of a surprise, because uh, I had convinced myself yesterday that I had already put out my last podcast. Uh, that was the one that ended with me, and that clip from uh, 2005 sounding a little worried that I might not be able to stop. And it struck me that that might be the perfect ending for the Dixon Chains podcast. Now, that wasn't the only factor. That was just one of the signs. And as I talk, I have no idea whether you'll be hearing this in the next podcast, the Saying Goodbye podcast, or uh, I'll scrap it like the other two clips that I tried to record from here and uh, just wasn't able to. Nothing I um, I had to say sounded right to me. It was uh, an awful lot of joy and happiness about the life I've lived and its rich fullness, and it didn't seem right to share. Again, it always sounds like being boastful and bragging about how wonderful my life is, and yet, as you get towards the end, surely you want to be in that place. You want to look back and say, yes, I'm okay if I have to die. Um, you know, in the next while, um, I'll have no regrets. <sighs> but will I? What are my regrets? Well, 
could be, should be, need to be uh, what I'm calling a better father. I don't really know what that means, but uh, to be there for my sons, to be present. And I think that's sort of one of the things I was thinking about, that maybe this podcasting is taking me away from my life, that this constant um, evaluating where I'm at what's going on, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, is actually a separation. It's a layer that's not needed. And this weekend, as I've sat here, just felt, shared, you know, went over memories that would pop up and uh, relived many scenes in the past. And, And all of them make me feel, yeah, I'm... I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I experienced that. In particular, time in Japan and Nigeria. And I guess the other feeling that I've had is that I've really said everything that I have to say. There's no new wisdom that's going to come from me. There's no new gem that, oh, I've got to share that with people. Finally, I've stumbled on the secret. I think I have. I think I've uh, revealed them. It is live your life, be true to yourself, care for your friends, uh, do your responsibilities to the uh, best you are able to. smile at one another, talk to strangers. Anyway, I think I've shared that, and I've certainly shared enough details about my life. What else is there to say? So there is a part of me that really would like to to bring an end to this. Um, I'm proud of the fact that this sort of style of podcasting, this audio journaling that I've been doing, that I've, I think I've influenced a couple of other people to encourage anyway for them to uh, carry on and what they're doing. And, and I, I take some satisfaction in that. I think if anybody wanted to hear any more of me, the, the thing to do would be to... I, I'd like to have a randomizer set up on a blog where you just click a button and it spins and comes out and takes you to the direct link to the ones that are on, um, um, you know, archive.org and others. Oh, somebody pushing a motorcycle trying to start it. Not working. Probably from the party last night. I didn't hear them at all. Uh, a group of young people, very young, they looked like teenagers anyway, cautioned me that it was going to be loud and I could join them for a drink if I wanted. But uh, it was also the road trek gathering up over on Pam's site, 421, and I didn't go. And it, that's sort of an odd thing. But I was finding. I, you know, I was just content by myself with my own fire. Battery dead? No, it's yeah. just a connection to the battery in the engine. Oh. Like, magically over time out of the house. Uh oh. Something weird happened. Anyway, um, where were we? Yeah, to to continue or not continue. You know, I could see some people, oh my God, you know, you could have made a thousand. And I'm sure I could have. And what would that mean? I I think the other thing is I'm getting very, very little feedback uh, from anybody about this podcast. And, and, you know, I mean, that's not the, that was not the tipping point, but it is just a factor. Does anybody really care or listening? And, And I know there's a few who enjoy it. Um, it's not that I think I don't know how to podcast anymore. I, I personally, I think they're actually getting better, but I don't. I don't know how many other people would agree with that. 
Um, I see a road track pulling out, maybe leaving. Oh, I'm going to make my rounds later and uh, walk over with my thermos of coffee and uh, greet the few people that I'd, I'd like to talk to again. There's a lot of nice people here, but uh, the first night was a great big circle. And, uh, gosh, two dozen people maybe sitting a long distance from the fire. And you could only really talk to the people who are on either side of you as happens in those gatherings, and that's fine. I, I lucked out. I found somebody interesting. Um, but last night, I decided to build my own fire and uh, cook my sausages on it. It was great. Oh, my God. Sausages over the fire. I've got this grill, and I just put it on top of the uh, the grill here that are standard equipment in any provincial park. And had a really nice fire going till uh, well after midnight, and I, I wasn't going to leave that for you know what was to go and maybe fit in some conversation and the luck of the draw of where you're sitting, who you're going to be beside. That's not my kind of thing, so I, I didn't mind not going. I was hoping they'd notice I wasn't there. I did connect uh, nicely with quite a few people, and dogs in particular, so it's been enjoyable I, the whole time here. I guess that's what I usually talk about if I do the podcast. I talk about how much, uh, how much I enjoy, you know, I mean, like right now, the sun rising high and above the trees just beaming down on my face that's such a wonderful wonderful feeling and then the afternoon I do the same I'm facing the other way and I've got it shining down on my face I have my feet up on my little footstool um last night I uh, you know facing the fire watching the flames it was it was a good fire I can make a really nice fire I was very thrilled yesterday I went to a place called dunes that's within the park and it's right on right on the um, that's the stem of the motorcycle they just can't get it started it's locked somehow unfortunately for them um, anyway went to dunes I, I tried another um, um, trail short trail to get to the beach on Lake Huron and I didn't wear my brace I was wearing short pants and I thought I can do this and my foot wasn't lifting the foot that has dropped foot just wasn't lifting like there's no muscle left there's, It's I haven't been doing exercises and I guess the muscle has atrophied which will happen anyway but I, I couldn't lift the foot and, and it just wasn't safe for me to walk anymore and it was, a, it was a bit of a shock like oh here's a simple trail it was wooden planks laid out and I saw when I got to the top overlooking the lake I'm not going to be able to get down there. It's just too unsteady, you know, and uh, and come back up. I can't do this. So anyway, I drove back to Dunes, parked right close to the uh, the entranceway onto the beach, and then realized that's where I found um, what I call the Huron Poker. I, every time I've gone on a camping trip, I've mentioned the Huron Poker. It's this wonderful stick. And that was found here at this very park, at that very spot, three years ago. So uh, it, it, I know it, it's, what does that mean? So you found a stick and you still have it? Yeah, exactly. And I've used it in every campfire uh, for the past three years. In fact, gosh, it's just, maybe this one, maybe it was earlier. This thing might have even made it out to Vancouver. I think so. I think this has been across the country. So maybe it was before 2019. Anyway, there you go. I'm looking at it now. My year on poker. Little things like that mean a lot. And yet, you know, is that stuff you can really share? Um, I share it in the spirit of the Mother's Day camping weekend because that was this weekend. And this was just my brothers and sisters in Vancouver, the tribe, the Dixon Janes. Uh, how that was just such a, a blast and and a huge when we first started a huge drunk fest drunken you know alcohol and weed and mosquitoes and often rain and uh, but a bonding of, uh, of of us and then it just continued to carry okay we did it once let's do it again the first one was in Nairn Falls I think west coast. 
And it did become an annual tradition with records kept, who attended. It was a big deal. So this is kind of a, a farewell we've lost. John, Peter, Richard, Kent, Glenn, five of the people who would have attended those in our tribe have, have all died. So... Here I am drinking coffee and saluting our fallen comrades. Um, but happy in a way like Bruce. I've been texting Bruce. In fact, I phoned him Saturday night uh, to re, you know, just reaffirm the friendship, the sharing, and. Uh, He was so much a part of that. Sort of the leader, the one who was going to be there. The one who would make the calls. He was also the one who would distribute the Dixon Jane zine. He would print it. Um, he kept it stored on tape in Ann Arbor, Michigan for a while when he worked at a company. and That's where their uh, database was. So uh, Bruce has, Bruce played a huge role in the original Dixon Janes. He was the record keeper. I still have all his slips of paper. We kept accounting right down to the penny. We were trying to charge $5 just to cover some postage cost. And uh, anyway, celebrate your friends, boys and girls. If you have any, don't let those friendships die. And I'm not just talking Facebook friends and and you fuckers who just hit the happy birthday button because Facebook tells you it's your friend's birthday. Fuck you. God damn it. That does annoy me. That's not friendship, folks. Send a personal message or nothing at all. Anyway, I gotta get back. It's time for a refill. So this is a... I don't know what this is. If this is a, if this is a farewell, uh, if it is a farewell, I, I, it's sure I want to give a big thanks to those who were faithful listeners and uh, enjoyed it. It would be Rob in Singapore and uh, Kenneth somewhere along the Appalachian Trail, two for sure. I know others. Oh, Jason in Tennessee. Uh, who, by the way, I, another just sort of deciding factor he put out what I thought was such a good episode. Now, I confessed to him I had just smoked some of that weed that I bought for in case I'm picked to do this uh, driving under the influence trial test study. Um, anyway, it's very, very nice weed. I, I did that Saturday, Friday and Saturday. And I listened to his podcast, and I thought, "Wow, wow, I'm hearing a new Jason here." But it was the fact that he did own up to saying, "No, he he made notes, and he had things to say, and he said them clearly." And uh, I thought it was just just an amazingly good, to me, interesting podcast. Now I know there's a factor here that when you know people, the podcast will be more interesting because you you have something vested in them, you care. It, it's like I've been. I, you know, I've I've mentioned uh, in previous episodes. I've been watching Star Trek. Or Star, yeah, the various Star Trek, uh, Deep Space Nine, and uh, the Next Generation. Uh, just to you know, something I missed, and it was to get me away from the news. Purposefully, I'll just switch on an episode, and I've enjoyed both. But the fact is, I don't really care what happens to anybody on there. I could just, I don't have a real deep interest. I, I care more about Coronation Street and the characters there. What's going to happen to Gary? Is he going to keep his secret? And, uh, uh, you know, the, the various people whose names I always forget. Um, I care more about them than, um, like Roy, than anybody on any of the, uh, Star Trek series, so there's no interest. Now, why why did I do go on that tangent? It's about caring about people. Yeah. So when you listen to a podcast, if you know the person, if if a person, a stranger, tunes into this thing, they're not going to last very long. 
But if you know me and you know my history and you know what I'm struggling with, um, you might, you know, care just a bit more, care enough to keep listening. Anyway, I guess I'm going to wind it there. I'll, uh, I want to get my second coffee and I probably will be back. This probably will come out as a, as a, an issue. And it, it's not me putting this out, a, a challenging people to try and convince me one way or the other. Yeah, it's a good time to stop, dude. I don't think anybody would dare say that, but, uh, to say, oh, I'll keep going, please. I really, uh, I really like it. You should. Um, I'm not really asking for that, um, but uh, I, I'm trying to sort this out for myself. I guess one of the questions I have, would I, would it, if I stop podcasting, would it leave more time here? I guess I really didn't get to the crux. Would it leave more time, number one, for my, for my sons and my wife? You know, would it be taking something out of my life, like all the things I've stopped joining the Canada-Japan Society and... You know, other things I was involved in, would it free up time to the actual living now? And so much of this weekend was experiencing now, even though the now might consist sometimes of memories and a reflection on those memories, it was also uh, what's ahead for me. I'm, I'm reminded more on each of these trips I do by myself, I'm reminded more of my physical deterioration. Uh, how difficult uh, it is can be now in mobility issues and balance and standing up and not falling and how much worse this is likely to get and where is that going to leave me and uh, gosh maybe that mean it would mean you know here's me homebound probably wanting to podcast even more but um I don't know. So, let's just park that there for now. I'm going to go back in, fill up my coffee, reflect a little further, and maybe think about some uh, some breakfast, because that's what you do when you're camping. And by the way, I guess, if nothing else, God damn do I love this. Coming out here on my own, and this routine, and how grateful grateful I am to have this road trek when I sit here last night I turned around and faced the moon instead of the fire and uh, reflected on the distance of the stars and so on but was also looking right, right in front of me my road trek and how fortunate I am to have this thing in my life and I, I guess okay here here's here's the crux boys and girls I've avoided it and here it is <sighs> I just feel so blessed, and I just feel so grateful, and I just feel so amazed at what a a wonderful life I have had. And it it often makes me feel what what's the catch? What do I owe in return? I know I've talked about that before, but what do I owe back? What are my duties and responsibilities for all the good fortune I've had? Now, I'm also going to say a lot of these things I've created. I mean, I can look at people who've made other choices in their life and maybe their situations aren't as comfortable, aren't as... Maybe they're not as happy with their situation in life, but a lot of it, I think we have to take responsibility. Oh boy, I have been going on. And, you know, that decision to... Join Cuso, and I remember at one point trying to join and, and wasn't ready. And either I don't think I, I don't think I was refused. I just don't think I, I knew enough to go ahead. And same for Teachers College, I didn't go ahead. I wasn't ready. It wasn't the right thing. And so, my, I mean, my life could have gone in so many other different directions. I, I can't even, I can't possibly imagine my life other than what it is now. I just, I just can't even imagine the scenarios. It's impossible. 
but I'm just so grateful for what the path that I have taken, the openings, the doors I've gone through. And I guess <laughs> I think that would be very annoying listening to somebody who's just going to go on about how good his life is. And this is the same person who's saying, hey, I'm losing mobility here, folks. Uh, I've got this crazy thing called neuropathy, and, and the nerves just aren't working, and they're probably going to work even more poorly in the future. But I still call this all good fortune. Signing off, Scarborough, dude. My God, yeah, this is uh, this this just listening to me is tiring. Me listening to me is tiring. How is it for you? Bye for now. Uh, I'll be back, and uh, who knows what's next? I don't. And that's the other wonderful thing. I don't know the future. Bye now. Okay, I've got my uh, second coffee and a bit of breakfast. Three different kinds of cheese. A nice little uh, fresh wrap. And um, the remains of the last sausage I cooked last night over the fire. And uh, it was just great. I, I nibbled the ends off last night. I, I They were oh, so tasty. A dog on the fire, especially if it's a real sausage with meat and fat and juice and spice in them. Uh, and I bought these wraps, and that's just the perfect way to eat them. Not a bun that falls apart, but just a, a thing that you... Thin, you know, tortilla wrap kind of thing. Uh, anyway, um, saved about three inches and just heated that in the microwave just now and ate it. Oh, how tasty. Um, but the reason I've come back to you right now is not to tell you about my breakfast, <laughs> uh, but about the two guys who just walked past. And I could only hear one of them. These are the two guys who went past the first time trying to start a motorcycle that was locked. And one of them had a helmet on and was in defense mode. And all I heard him say was, you think I wanted this to happen? And the other one was looking quite, you know, disturbed. I guess he might have been the owner of the bike. I don't know what happened, that why the bike is locked and, and they can't start it. And they tried several times to push it and, you know, pop the clutch and it's... It, you know, the problem seems more serious than that. The reason I'm sharing it is it's a story in their lives at this time that will one day be a distant memory. Right now it is happening and they don't have a solution. They're walking down a road. Maybe they're going to the store near here to ask for help or something. I don't, I don't know. No idea. But that is the fact. I see another road trek leaving. I should I should get around and say my goodbyes. Uh, or maybe not. So what I'm getting at is all this talk about how happy I am about everything in my life. I've had problems like that. Not the I've had cars that broke down on the side of the road. That in life you have all these things and it's how you get through and how you treat the people you're uh, involved with at the time you know sometimes there's a falling out maybe those two guys maybe this is the end of their friendship who knows but it isn't to say when I talk about all my blessings that I've had an easy life my god I've paid my dues I've had shit days I've had problems I've had sadness I've been to for psychiatric help twice in my life. I've dealt with things. I've, I've needed help. I've struggled. I've had lonely days. I think maybe some of my letters might reflect that. I don't know. So when I talk here and I feel embarrassed to be saying how, how blessed I am, it's in, it's the fact is at this stage of my life, I'm able to look back at the good things and choose what to remember and what to cherish and what to celebrate. And forgotten are the miseries and the sadness and the 
wanting and, and the failures or, or whatever, uh, you know, the things that bring you down. And, and it's, it, I can't help it. It's, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm blocking those things out. It's just that there's too many other good things to, to enjoy, to, to have, it, it's a celebration of having lived. And you want to reach that point before you die. You want to say, yeah, I did. I mean, people, you know, your Hunter S. Thompsons, these people will tell you that. Henry Miller will tell you that. It is about the living. And believe it or not, here at the age of 74, sitting alone in a campfire, a campsite, this is living. This is good. This is comfortable. This is, this is, this is everything. All right. I don't know if I made my point. I just, I just feel for those two guys because they gotta, they gotta find a way out of this. They gotta get that bike working again. And somebody's worried it's going to probably cost a lot of money or somebody's worried it's permanent damage. And somebody's feeling bad because he had something to do with it. Uh, That line, what a, what a, what an opening line. Do you think I wanted this to happen? I get that. Oh, if I can only remember that. I'm going to have to write that down for the title. Do you think I wanted this to happen? That's perfect. Isn't that per- This is the be- This is the trouble with why it might be hard for me to give up podcasting. I have fun things like that that I like to share. Do you think I wanted this to happen? <laughs> Scarborough, dude. I, I was going to say I'll be back. Yeah, I will be back for this episode anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Please advise. Please help. You know, give me some advice, folks. Jesus, I need it. Tell me. All right. Bye. Back to my breakfast and coffee. Yeah, check, check, check. Ah, boys and girls, I got eight minutes left. The time is 507 uh, in the PM, I'm at Bluffers Park, uh, sitting right on Lake Ontario. Just had a chat with the uh, parking law enforcement officer, making sure I wouldn't get a ticket. Hasn't started yet. And uh, the problem is, I've got 11 minutes, well, that's okay, to get to uh, Eglinton Go Station to pick up my son, elder son, Kenji, and uh, my wife. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy, life when he arrives in town, he's only here for a week, but it's, it's a certain degree of chaos ensues. It's just like, oh, wow, he's got a plan, he doesn't have a plan, there's a plan, and um, it's always exciting, and uh, I'm just glad that uh, he's here and having a visit. He uh, made sure the very first night he was here, we went out to eat uh, Meat, uh, you know, meat that's smoked, uh, you know, pork and beef and chicken, and uh, at a place on Kingston Road. It was real Scarborough. We were the last customers there, and uh, we stretched out extra tables for us. Uh, it, the tab was just under two hundred dollars, but there was enough food for the four of us plus four meals the next day. There was just so much meat. And uh, this is somebody who uh, opened up during COVID, and uh, it's just hanging on, trying to survive. Anyway, all that aside, I had um, things to catch up. I'm a little embarrassed to say that I was absolutely convinced the last podcast you heard, ending with me, I'm afraid I won't be able to stop. I, I decided that was a sign, and the sign was to stop podcasting. Give it up right now. I think part of it, I don't know, maybe the that new dope I bought, maybe it messed with my head a little bit, but I felt really bad about all the bragging you would have heard prior to this, but what a good life I've led. And I think it's, you shouldn't be saying things like that, dude. But but it's, I'm, I struggle with it. Like, why not? If I'm grateful, especially at this stage in my life. Um, but that troubled me a lot. And so I just made up my mind, no, all right, that'll it. That's it. I'll just stop now uh, there was a you know a, a tiny degree of whining nobody listens the numbers are down and never get feedback and you know, there was some of that added in but that wasn't the cause the cause was i didn't like the way i sounded didn't like what i was saying but uh <laughs> i'm over that now so uh gosh what time do i have to leave i gotta leave about now 
and uh, just that leaves me with just a few minutes to get there. I don't want them to wait. Eleven minutes. It's five ten. Five twenty one. Yeah. Okay. So it's been good having Kenji visit. It was good going on that camping weekend to Pinery, and I, I look forward to the next road trek gathering. There will be one. There goes the Sidhu uh, in future. Um, there's just a lot going on. I'm, I'm really am enjoying it. The class still bugs the hell out of me, the writing class. I just, you know, last time we, we read one story. You know, hey, come on. This is the, everybody here has written a story. We should all be reading, listening to each other's work. So, uh, anyway, the next assignment was description, uh, you know, creating a world. I don't know. I hope I didn't mention this. I don't think so. And um, so I described, I came up with the idea, my son is home. This is a perfect opportunity to have, create a scenario where he's coming home to an empty house. The parents are gone. That's me and my wife. And it's him having been away for a long time. What does he notice? What does he see? Because that was what, what it was all about. It was about description of what the person would experience. And it just, it just... This is the part I love about it, the fact that, okay, here's the topic. Describe the inside of your house. And I come up with it. Okay, I'll do it from the point of view of my son, taking out his old key, wondering if it still works. And it was a good piece of writing, and I, and I really got into into it. And I, I feel really happy about this part of it. I have taken this little course, and, and even though I complain about the content, being given structured assignments is just a wonderful thing and it's bringing out the best in me i've been really pleased with uh, everything i've written and it, it's something new it's something it, it, and unlike this podcast which is helter skelter it really does focus me uh, force me to be focused and um so uh, that was good i it ended up right at the end and she said you know you got to include the smells and everything else and then i said okay that's the ending. He knows there's something missing. He see he notices change. Some things are the same old linoleum floor that should have been changed. The doors, you know, messed up. And he's he's finding it's aged. Like his parents are aging. That's sort of the subtle flavor. But he knows something's missing. And then he realized just at the end, there's no sound in the kitchen of his mother singing bits and pieces of Japanese songs. And the the smell of the saba, uh, shioyaki that uh, she would cook, and I, I list off all the Japanese dishes that he's used to hearing her prepare for him: the uh, agidoshi, uh, agidoshi dofu, and uh, and so on. And so I rhyme off those names, and then finally the missing piece. What is it? It's the sound, the sound of the uh, you know kroke going into the boiling fat, the boiling uh, oil. And uh, her her voice, you know, and and so that's uh, it was fun. It was a good piece of writing. I'm really proud of it. Anyway, that just uh, filled up the uh, eight minutes I had left of this podcast. So forgive me if I'm a little, uh, I don't know, <laughs> uh, all over the place sometimes. Uh, that is the nature of the Dixon Chains podcast. I still have fun doing it. It's not really that I wanted to quit, but I felt that I should quit. And uh, now, I count on a handful, like one handful of people I know are listening and and appreciate it. And uh, for you, I will continue. And if you're glad that I put one more out, you can thank Tennessee Jake. He's the one I bounced the idea off and said I was thinking about this. And he was sort of suggested I didn't really have to. It might be a bit drastic. So uh, there you go. Anyway, time for me to go pick up my... uh, my son and my uh, my wife so they can continue on their excursions whatever whatever it is they're doing i should have recorded this while i was walking back i'm walking back now and uh yeah stay tuned there'll be another show and i guess what the thing jason did mention was you know they don't have to be on a regular basis you know i'm not forced to have one every friday i've never felt that way but i know i have followed that pattern so uh you know, there might be times when I don't want to record. Like, for example, when I go to uh, next weekend, when I go to see the races at Mossport, uh, maybe I won't re- be recording the car sounds for you. All right, Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, Bluffers Park on Lake Ontario on a gorgeous, gorgeous May day. Bye for now.